Wednesdays with Walton on scoopswithdannymac.com. And we'll visit with Brian Walton coming up in just a moment. He's out in the Arizona Fall League. Currently sideways with the IRS. You have years of unfiled tax returns keeping you up at night. You're facing tax liens, bank levies, wage garnishments. Thank Mark Milton, stltaxlawyer.com. He's a proud St. Louis U Law School alum. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com. That's Mark Milton. And remember, the choice of a lawyer and important decisions should not be based solely on advertisements. Also, it is going to get cold at some point, and when that happens for pest solutions, call Rottler, Rottler Pest Control, the most trusted family-owned pest control company in the region. The experts at Rottler stay ahead of the pest before they arrive. Rottler.com, 877-ROTTLER, Rottler.com, 877-ROTTLER, Rottler Pest Control. Let's bring in Brian Walton, who is at the Arizona Fall League and enjoying maybe a little warmer weather out in Arizona. Good morning, Brian. How are we doing? Doing great, Dan. As it turns out, today's the last day of the warm weather, and then there's three days of cold fronts. There's going to be snow up in the mountains, so uh, it's a little bit weird, but that's fall, I guess, anywhere we are in the country. Describe the Arizona Fall League. For people that don't know, what is the Arizona Fall League? What is it like? It's a developmental league that was created by Major League Baseball about 20 years ago. And the idea is to give players who are approaching the major leagues across all the organizations a further chance to develop their skills uh, in an environment that during the month of October and in November up until just before Thanksgiving. And each organization sends seven or eight players to the fall league. They group uh, five major league organizations together on a team. So there's six teams in the league, each staffed by five major league teams. And those five major league teams get together uh, almost like a fantasy draft in a way and say, okay, you know, who's going to supply? We need two catchers, three catchers. Who's going to supply the catchers? You know, who's going to be the shortstops at second base? So they make sure that they have a balanced team. And then that's for the four position players. And, of course, four pitchers. Uh, Each of those five teams provide one starting pitcher and three relievers. So you have a five-man rotation from those five teams. They play five days a week typically. Um, and uh, the the players in the league, typically the hitters are a little more advanced than the pitchers. Uh, a lot of the best pitchers in the organizations have pitched, um, you know, full seasons, 120, 130 innings. But the Cardinals, uh, of all the teams down here, the Cardinals might have uh, the best contingent, most balanced contingent from top to bottom uh, two years in a row. Because as we discussed on a previous call, all eight of the players who played for the Cardinals in the Arizona Fall League last year contributed at the major league level in 2022 something I, I don't think i've ever seen so you know it's a it's a tribute to the the guys in the cardinals pipeline and of course you know the players like mason Wynn and jordan walker and tink hence are players that have gotten national notice for good reason and they're playing well right now aren't they in the arizona fall league <clears throat> they are the cardinals contingent ha- uh, is doing very very well uh we are expected to see probably today the rosters for the fall stars game which will be on sunday uh, out here uh the home run derby will be on saturday and jordan walker even though he's tied for the league with three other players a league lead in home runs in five is not participating in the home run derby uh, i don't think there's anything to be read into that but um the fall stars game is like their all-star game that's televised nationally so folks will get a chance um to see those players in addition the uh, many of the arizona fall league games are are streamed uh, on mlb.com so those who want to get a look at the, some of these guys uh, you know, it's not going to be the same production quality as Valley Sports Midwest Cardinal games, but, you know, to see these young guys play during the time of year there's no baseball is, is a pretty good thing. Uh, you know, you hit on something that is very important, is that the Cardinals have graduated a lot of these players 
immediately to the major leagues the following year. I, I think the question right now with Jordan Walker, it's not a question of if, it's when, and that when is is it going to be in the beginning of the season, coming out of spring training? It, it's a legitimate question now that has to be on the table for the club. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, with um, the uh, free agent status of, of uh, Corey Dickerson, you know, there's potentially an, an opening in the outfield. But then, you know, you've got um, – the, the guys that came up this year, they're also looking for opportunities as well. So you have to decide. And then, of course, Lars Nootbaar stepped up and, and, and played well. So, you know, you, you've got this mix with Yepes and Burleson and even Luzio, who, who played well in, 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 the, in the opportunities he was used. So it'll be interesting to see if the Cardinals go out and get a veteran bat because, of course, one of the things that Mo talked about in this postseason presser was, hey, I've got to get some more protection behind the big two in the line of Goldschmidt and Arenado. And outfield is one of those places where you say, you know, gee, you'd like to see some more production. Now, you know, can Tyler O'Neill provide that production? You know, they're hoping he will. He hoping that the last year was just an off year, but, you know, he's kind of having this pattern of injuries that is causing concern. But uh, Jordan Walker, the Cardinals have been uh, relatively conservative with him uh, in that they kept him at Springfield all year. And uh, folks may remember when Dylan Carlson was in that same situation, about that same age, they moved him up to AAA Memphis at the end of the year to get some AAA experience before they sent him to the Fall League. And, you know, but well, they were going to send him to the Fall League and he decided to opt out. But <clears throat> Walker's getting that higher level experience now in Arizona Fall League. I wouldn't be surprised if they, no matter how well he plays in the spring, unless there's a rash of injuries or something, that they that they put him in Memphis for a while and, and see what happens. But Jordan Walker's the kind of talent that could, you know, could push the question. In terms of where he's playing, uh, and we saw when they decided to, to move him to the outfield thinking that Arenado would opt in, which he's done, so he's going to be at third base for five more years, and that's Walker's position, so now he's got to move to the outfield um, where is he playing primarily at the Arizona Fall League? Well, they started playing all around, playing in all the outfield positions, but it seems like right field, uh, you know, talking to scouts and, and those around the game, the consensus is that his arm, uh, which is a very, very strong and accurate arm, uh, is best suited for right field. And as long as Dylan Carlson is your center fielder, that seems to be the position that will, you know, be open with St. Louis. So, you know, that seems to be lining up well. Um, for for Jordan Walker, yeah. How about Mason Wynn? Because there's another well, a couple of top prospects at short. Obviously, he's a very good shortstop too. But he's been moving around a little bit at second base. So versatility, you can't have enough of that. But he's had a good uh, Arizona Fall League as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to Mason Wynn about that. I don't, I haven't asked him before about um, you know his experience at second base. Uh, Jordan Lawler, who's a, a top 20 prospect in baseball from Arizona, is also here on his team. But Lawler was injured uh, last week, and so he may not be playing again. So now I think Wynn is going to be back to pretty much being the regular shortstop um, for uh, the Salt River Rafters. But you know, having some versatility as an infielder, you know, is going to be important because as we've seen this year, you know, we certainly have Tommy Edmond and now, you know, Brendan Donovan has stepped up and Nolan Gorman's future is still not yet decided. So the middle infield with St. Louis is going to be a little bit crowded. Now, Mason wins probably not on the, the oh, almost definitely not on the same time frame as Jordan Walker, but you know, he, he's a guy that we could start, you know, with a, with a tremendous first half would be a guy we'd start thinking about maybe in the second half of next year, certainly in 2024. Tink Hens, uh, the Cardinals were very careful with his innings uh, the last couple of years, but uh, how has he been used at the Arizona Fall League? Tink Hens is kind of back to where he was last year in that he's pitching one inning stints, at a, you know, um, on a regularly scheduled basis, uh, but he's been exceptional. He's uh, pitched uh, six and a third innings. 
seven strikeouts, uh, only three hits and, and one run. One earned run, it was a solo home run. Uh, guys are hitting uh, 150 against Tink Hens in the Arizona Fall League, ERA 1.42. So, you know, again, we don't know yet who's going to be in the Fall Stars game, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Tink Hens on that roster. And I would be stunned if Connor Thomas is not uh, on the team, if not the, the starting pitcher for his uh, his division in that club, in that, that game. Because uh, Connor Thomas in his five starts, 1.59 ERA, 31 strikeouts in 22 innings. And Connor Thomas is a, was a ground ball guy. I mean, his, his game was always, uh, you know, utilizes defense. His, his ground ball rate was over 50%, but he's, he's discovered something uh, with his offerings that has enabled him to, um, you know, kick up his strikeouts considerably. And that, you know, could be a very, very much a positive for his chances of having a contribution with St. Louis next year. And uh, I haven't talked to him yet, but I've, you know, I've heard that his, uh, his, he's been working on a cut fastball that seems to have added to his slider, sinker slider uh, repertoire and maybe making the difference for him. You mentioned the, uh, the Mo press conference the other day, anything really stand out from you uh, from that long uh, presser that Mo had the kind of year end uh, wrap up uh, uh, press conference the, the other day? Well, he certainly reaffirmed that the Cardinals are going to be out looking for another catcher that Andrew Kisner, you know, has a place on the team, but, you know, Andrew had enough opportunities this year to show whether his has enough bat to be a major league starter on a, on a championship caliber team, and that's not there yet. So it'll be interesting to see whether the Cardinals go for a defense guy or a defense-only guy or they go for a bat. Um, that's something that, they, you know, they'll probably look to pursue in the trade market. Um, Yvonne Herrera came up. Um, Really didn't impress, frankly, but again, young player still in his very early 20s. And, uh, you know, he'll probably go back to Memphis and, and, you know, try to get some more seasoning and push himself into that picture uh, down the road, the starting, when I say picture, the starting picture uh, down the road. So that, you know, that was probably the most interesting thing that him saying that they needed that, you know, we we certainly made sense. Uh, Adam Wainwright's return sort of put Jose Quintana's future with the Cardinals in question. Uh, You know, you can never have enough starters, but if I'm a, free agent starting pitcher and I look at that rotation I'm going to say wait a minute you know where's my chance to start so you know that'll be another interesting area the Cardinals always you know need to and want to fortify their pitch but you know we've seen them you know trying to get sort of marginal guys the Verhagen's types that haven't necessarily always worked out as well as you'd like so I'm sure they'll be creatively looking for ways to enhance the pitching this winter as well. For people that didn't see it, too, there was some uh, activity concerning the 40-man roster for the Cardinals, and one of the guys that surprised me that uh, has been left off the 40-man is Cody Whitley, who at times was very effective for the Cardinals coming out of the pen. Yeah, this is a time of year where the, the teams are starting to make decisions about which players they want to protect from the Rule 5 draft. And the Cardinals haven't made any decisions about that, but they have the minor league home run leader uh, in Moises Gomez at 39 home runs that would need protection. Uh, and Ohan Paniagua, a right-hander who was our pitcher of the year a year ago and uh, you know had a really, really nice uh, campaign with Palm Beach before moving up to Peoria or a couple of guys that I would think would almost be locks to be presented. So uh, to be protected. So, you know, you bring a couple guys onto the roster, you got to move a couple guys off to make room. And, and uh, the Cardinals did that with uh, moving Cody Whitley and Kramer Robertson off. And Whitley was a guy whose fastball, you know, was, was uh, in the low nineties, uh, had a slider change up, but his, his control and his command of his off speed pitches weren't so great. And, uh, he was contributed more in 2021 than 2022, spent a lot of the time down in AAA Memphis and really apparently didn't impress the organization enough that they thought that they wanted to keep him on the roster. And, uh, you know, Jake Walsh is another guy who's in a similar situation, but 
uh, has a little more velocity, has a little more potential, perhaps, but has been injured. But Walsh has survived the cut so far. Uh, Kramer Robertson, <clears throat> really interesting story with Kramer Robertson. He was a Cardinal uh, by by draft, was in the organization a long time, and then bounced around to Atlanta and the Mets organization this year, came back to the Cardinals. And interestingly enough, Card- um, Kramer Robertson, you know, he finished uh, third in the system in on-base percentage at 389, but at the same time, he batted only 223. So, you know, his batting average was, you know, subpar, but his OBP was so high, mostly because of his eye at the plate that he draws walks. But, you know, you'd like to have a guy who, uh, you know, could swing the bat a little better. And frankly, Kramer Robertson being an infielder, as we talked about with Tankens, is an area right now where the Cardinals have a lot of wealth. And the organization probably saw that they wouldn't need Kramer to uh, contribute at the big league level. So he'll be, a, you know, a guy who's cut loose and <clears throat> become a free agent. And I'll wrap it up with this, Brian. Uh, you'll be at the Arizona Fall League here for a bit, so I'm sure a lot of daily updates coming your way at thecardinalnation.com. That's right. Um, <clears throat> come down for that Fall Stars game because I like to see the uh, the players in, in that setting, but I'll be here for a week, so I'll be covering the Salt River Rafters and hope to be talking to uh, the players here as well as uh, <clears throat> Springfield hitting coach Tiger Peterson, who is the hitting coach for uh, the Salt River Rafters. So I'll, I'll talk to him both about the guys down here, but as well about what he saw at the double A level and the uh, offense this past season. Great stuff, Brian. Thank you. And uh, we'll catch up next week. Sounds good, Dan. That's Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com.